how are you? Um, I'm good. The second I said hello, my headphones went boop, boop. This is gonna go really well then, right? Yeah. Everything's yeah. gonna go perfect. Starting off so strong. Um, I have to tell you a secret right when we start this. Oh my god, drop it. So, so when, so when we interview someone and I don't know them, mm-hmm. and it's one of like Maddie's friends. I go on their Instagram and I do like some stalking and I get prepped, right? As you should. So when we, when you told me about our guests that we have today, Mm -hmm. I immediately went on their Instagram Mm -hmm. and for some reason felt very familiar. And I was like, this is interesting. And right before the podcast, before we recorded, I was going upstairs and I go to Emmett. I go, I don't know what it is, but I think this girl's going to be my best friend. And here we are. We have lovely Taylor on the podcast. And I got to tell her, she doesn't know this yet, but I think we're going to be best friends. I think so too. You guys really hit it off. Poor Maddie. We tried to record a half hour early so Maddie could get (laughs) out of here. And all of a sudden, 24 minutes later, we're past like where we needed to get off. Uh, so no, it's listen. great. I I was here for it. I was just as engrossed. Yeah, right. It just and I got off the phone and I was like, that was the most invigorating conversation I've had, and I felt so validated that I was like, this is this yeah. was almost. I I don't know if I can say, but might have been my favorite guest. Oh, oh. So not to hype up this episode, but listen in. This will be a fun one. Yeah, take a listen. It's a good time. Um, we won't tell you anything else. You'll just have yeah. to listen. Ladies, gentlemen, people of all sorts. Today we have Taylor Cozort on the pod. Hi, Taylor. Hey, hey. How are you guys? We're good. We're here. We're... <laughs> it's Sunday. No yeah. one needs to know that, but for us, it's Sunday. And it feels like it. Oh, for sure. Definitely Sunday vibes today, I'm feeling. Went hard last night. I won't lie about it. Uh, Taylor, did you do anything fun last night? You know, I, I went to a birthday party. Uh, nice. For a, a distant friend, that a new friend, I'd say. Um, so that was interesting. You know, you run into some interesting people mm-hmm. at parties like that in Hollywood, which... Oh interesting group of people in Hollywood yeah and I don't I don't drink anymore so like also interesting being the most sober person there I had a friend who last night hosted a little get together of the people I was in the show with I was like oh you're hosting I should get you something so we went and got wine da, da, da. saw the case of Red Bulls and I was like do I get a Red Bull to drink at 11 p.m and I didn't I resisted uh, I did but yeah. I did I did a Celsius last night. I had a little fantasy oh. vibe on my way to the party. My I God. did. Nice. You know it me. I like to going. flirt with danger. I, yeah. I do. The last several weekends, I have been drinking energy drinks at like definitely after 7 p.m. I'm going to tell you, like, I think it's it's aging, but by Friday, I'm done, dude. I'm done. About 4 p.m. on a Friday, I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, my but is it also because like our weekends aren't weekends and nothing is real? Like for me, you don't sometimes get a real break. you don't get a real, sometimes my weekend is like more intense than my week as well. So mm-hmm. like by the time you get to Friday, you're like, I can't believe 
I don't get a rest till next weekend. Seven more days. Or for me, like Monday is my break this week because I don't have anything going on. So I'm like, oh, wow. And, and Friday's the day, like, everyone's like, let's socialize. We don't have work tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, but I can't keep my eyes open to drive <laughs> home. No. That's the problem. I can make it to the, the function. I can do it. I can show up. But I can't stay awake. I can't rally. I saw someone say recently that, like, Friday is the new – I don't remember if they said Friday is the new Thursday or what they said, but like everybody is, we're game to stay in on Fridays. We'll do something Correct. on Saturday, but like Friday, maybe we just stay at home. It's excellent news. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what I want to hear. I don't know if it's proving true. I'm trying to think what I did on Friday. What did I do? I, I think stayed I stayed in. home. Yeah. yeah. I stayed home. Yeah, I stayed home. I, I literally sat on my patio for oh. like two and a half hours. Oh, oh nice. Good. That sounds so nice. A peaceful yeah. day. Yeah, I'm just trying not to think. When I'm done, I'm I'm trying not to think. Check out. Unplug. Check yeah. out. Un- uh, log out. Excuse me. I'd like yeah. to leave. Exit. <laughs> Exit. <laughs> so you went to school in New York. Yes, I did. I lived in New York for six and a half years before I got to New- uh, L.A. What parts of New York did you live in while you were there? I started out in the East Village. Mm. Uh, 14th no 15th and first okay side, side park basically yeah um moved to union square and lived there for four years 15th and 14th and 5th jesus christ and then during covid well before covid i moved to bedside bushwick area which is my favorite part of brooklyn i lived off yes. the J train mm. and then covid struck and i was struggling to afford rent and i was dog walking for this family for like a year at this point. And they, yeah. and this post-college, they were like, do you want to move in and be our cook and assistant? And I was yes. like, I don't really know how to cook that much. <laughs> and they were like, we'll teach you. And I was like, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. And then they forgot to mention that I wouldn't be living in the city with them. We would be living in the Hamptons. So I mm. moved to the Hamptons and we lived there on and off for a year, but we were mainly there and we'd go to Tribeca. So I was in between Tribeca and East Hampton my last year there. Wow. Bougie, not made, but holy shit, what a blast. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that's the way to end it out there. With the COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There were pros, there were cons. It was complicated. Uh, Obviously, like living at your job is is super strange. Yeah. Um, Bizarro. And being like an assistant is super weird. And so like I went down that avenue for a while. And then mm-hmm. when I decided I was going to leave New York, which, you know, the whole reason is I'm an actor and mm-hmm. I've been doing theater my entire life. And I was like, I want to do film and TV. And then I kind of looked around and I was like, why am I in New York? <laughs> yeah. So I planned my move uh, and I was like, I'll just continue assisting. And I found, you know, some lawyers nice. and I uh, assisted them for about four days. I had to go quit that real fast. Um, And I don't think that was the first job I've ever quit in my entire life. Like every other one, it was like I was leaving or the company closed or whatever. Yeah. The time. It was, it was whack. Move on, go to yard house, do my thing. Then I start assisting a producer um, who proved to be clinically insane, which 
Me too, oh. sis. But like, not right. in, not in a toxic way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> not in where it's someone else's problem. Yeah. Mm. So I quit that and then became a PA on a TV show that I eventually worked my way up, and I now run the costume department on. Hell yeah! What and a now story. I'm just like living in LA, trying to figure this crazy place out. It's a bizarre town. It's so weird. I'm bad at math. How ma- how long have you been in LA for? How many? Two years. Two years? Okay. Okay. A little two over years. two, two and a half years. Yeah. Doing some damage out there in under two years. Look at you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Climbing ladders. Good to Climbing hear. every ladder. Yeah. Give me a ladder. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Why it's, not? It's tricky out here, though. Like, even breaking into the acting stuff has been yeah. complicated, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. Um, It's weird, and, like, the strike happening, and the timing's yeah. not great for anyone, obviously. Right. Um, but I came, and it was, like, the very end of the pandemic. And I was like, okay, maybe it'll pick up. And then, boom, a strike. And I'm thinking about all these people who've been in SAG, and that's, like, their only income. They've been out of it for years now, technically. Like, there was a mm-hmm. little blurb of work, but, like, dude, it's been years. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, I think people don't realize how, like, deep that. It goes. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm a person. I don't realize. What do you mean? I don't understand. And I thought something just ended. Tell me what's going on. Okay. Um, I'll tell you a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And Maddie, please chime in. Mm-hmm. Um, the writer's strike has ended. Yes. Okay. Okay. The actors are still on strike. Okay. Um, and they're on strike for a multitude of reasons, one of which that just comes to the forefront is like the AI agreement yeah. that they're trying to propose, which is just it's money, obscene. it's AI, it's yeah, scary stuff. Uh, it is scary stuff. Um, and I, you know, during COVID, not a lot of people were working in general, they weren't making a lot of TV. Yeah. Like, I know a handful of actors that worked during COVID, like it a was, handful, yeah, like yeah. the the people who were already established filmmakers and actors and stuff were getting together and doing it because they owned studios and could do that stuff. Like the, you know, the Ryan Reynolds of the world were working. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We were not. No. The right. working actor was not working. Right. Yeah. The actual. Mm. Yes. Mm. It's tricky. And I, I do feel that LA is more accessible in terms of mm-hmm. acting jobs. Mm hmm. I do think New York, it's easier to make your own stuff. I just think like, uh, like putting up a work in, in New York is very easy. Everyone wants to work on something together. Everyone is like, oh, you're doing a play? Like, let's do it. Or, oh, you're doing a sketch? Let's make it. And I've run into the attitude is a little different here. I think it's, um, you, everyone has their own vision here and they're kind of focused on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, I'm learning how to navigate. Like, how do you make a creative collective? How do you find uh, similar artists to work with and make things with. Yeah. We'll yeah. figure it out. We got time. It's only been two years. Yeah. 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 It takes time too. Cause like when you first move anywhere, you have to get your footing and I feel like it takes so long to even like be a human in a new city, let alone an artist or creative and like yeah. having to navigate that. I don't have a drop of creativity in my body. So when we have like actual creativity, people on I'm always like mind blown 
Because, but like, I can't even imagine moving to a new place. Like, fighting for your life in a new place is one thing, but then to also get to a point where like you can use your imagination. I don't know if I'd get there because it would take me so long to like just settle in and like be able to have like a sense of self and everything but to add on top of it you have to like expand your mind and be creative and do these things and play different parts of other people when you are like trying to figure yourself in this new place out Mm -mm. I don't god bless you guys (laughs) it's truly it's phenomenal because I that's too many too many things to do I couldn't do it I feel like I took a, a big break the last year yeah um and I don't know if you've ever experienced like a, a, it's like a, it's almost like a burnout. Like I feel like yeah. I was going, oh my going, God. going through college, through COVID. Like I was, I was writing and producing virtual stuff, which was yeah. a blast and a blessing. But I feel like I, I got to LA and I did about six months of like grinding, auditioning stuff. And I was like, Oh, I need a second, like to get yeah. my brain right. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I had a, a hell of a two years when I first got here, like yeah. a lot of health stuff and, uh, you know, a lot of death in our family, which was mm-hmm. complicated. Um, so I'm really grateful that I gave myself the space to take a break mm-hmm. because I feel like if you would have told me in college, like you need to take a break from acting, I would have lost it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. What do but you it's mean? It's good that you like yeah. recognized that you needed the break, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's sad though it's like oh god I feel a little empty we're getting back to it yeah exactly yeah it's like you have to fill your cup back up you can do it it'll be good did you say where you're like originally from where Um, so I was born in California but I grew up in Colorado oh fun that's nice we're in Colorado Aurora which is like a mm -hmm. suburb outside of Denver yeah Mm -hmm. yeah how far how what's the elevation 5280. 5280. Nice. Mile high. How long were you there for? Um, nine to 17. Nice. That's a good chunk. That's a really good chunk. And then did you go to school in New York? Yeah. So I was almost 18 when I moved to New York. Um, went there for, went to school for four years to the new school for drama, which is like right next to NYU. It's not NYU. Cool enough, NYU close. is expensive. I'll tell yeah. you, college is expensive. New school was expensive, but NYU dog, criminal. criminal. NYU also like there's like know. no. I think anyone who once they get out of school and stuff, it's like they accept a lot of people into a lot of programs. So like not all of the programs are actually all that prestigious. Some of them are, but then like the the student like school life balance of everything like people kill themselves at NYU all the time like it is that known la- we share the, the library the library dude they had to do the they had to yes. put up walls in the library because people kept people throwing jumped. themselves off the because there was a giant it's made so it's a giant square and in the bottom like there's reading areas desks and stuff and up here like five stories six stories is just books and I remember when we toured it, they had like all these metal grates, so you couldn't look down. And I was like, what the heck's that about there? Like kids were throwing themselves off the balcony. Yeah, because like it's known to have such insane finals and like their school stuff, their academics. It's just like, 
So instead Everyone of fixing I know, that, they just put metal up so that correct. people wouldn't kill themselves? Kill themselves there, at least. Yeah, metaphor right, there. They're like, we don't want it here. But yeah. we're not going to fit. That makes me irate. You can't tell me that stuff. No. But <laughs> That's like, so bad. I know it's bad. several people. I mean, once you like live in New York, you start to meet people that went to NYU. Because, like I said, there's a lot of them. Mm. And all of them hated it. I don't know a single person that enjoyed their NYU experience, which is interesting because like normally there's a couple, but I can actively think of three girls I worked with at Lulu that were like worst years of my life. Wow. That's crazy. So. Wow. This is now turned into an NYU hate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like that needed to get out there. I like had no idea. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like 75 K a year. Right. So you can't hear to kill yourself. That's crazy. I could do that for free. Brother, <laughs> pay me. I, I pay almost did. You know what I mean? We're just like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But my God, that's uh, so bad. Wow. So good thing you didn't go there. Happy to yeah, have grateful, you. Grateful. Glad you made it. Sounds cool. You have to audition to be in it? For the yeah. acting program, yes. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, yeah. Did you have to audition at western or anything oh yeah yeah i auditioned the circuit wow did you audition yes. a lot of places yeah i auditioned at like i went to unifieds though as well so i knocked out several people there um my, but uh, i my gpa it, was it was definitely over 10 it was like maybe 12 or something yeah wait so do you have to apply to the school get into the school and then apply for the program yeah, you can get Which, into the college yeah. without getting into the program. Yeah. And oh vice God. versa. Like, you can get into the program and then the school doesn't let you in. And they either have to petition to try to get you into the school or they'll be like, sorry, you actually can't. That happened to me. Yeah. No! My GPA in high school. I was just not focused. Because, and I could do this. High school, this come on. In high school, I mean, who gives a fuck? I didn't, I just couldn't. I had too many issues going on that I needed to focus on, like other than math, you know? Yes, so absolutely. I had a lower GPA in high school. I mean, college, I was on the Dean's list. I was doing well, but you couldn't audition for Unifieds if you had a low GPA. Oh. So I had to privately go to each of the college, uh, colleges at Thespian Conference and mm. ask to pr- do private auditions. Oh. Which is humiliating. Humiliating, by the way. Like, just so, hi, I can't get into it's your so, school, but will you vouch for me? You know, yeah. Like, Y'all oh. mind? That's, listen, you got there, though. Again. She mm-hmm. made it. Sure did. You grinded. You grinded. She figured it out. I can't. I don't have a talent to save my ass. You guys are phenomenal. I couldn't. <laughs> if they were like, you have to apply. Here's your academics, but then you also have to have a talent to get in. That's why I have a psych major. I said I can talk to people. <laughs> you can talk to anyone that we know. That at least so far. <laughs> um, when you said you were seventeen, you like were just almost eighteen when you went. When you when's your birthday? Are you in summer birthday? End of September. End of September. End of September. A Virgo queen? Is that Virgo? Um, I'm a Virgo Libra cusp. Ooh. I'm the twenty first. Nice. So I'm oh, like yeah. second Truly, to last day. Yeah. yeah. Like for real. And then I'm, I'm a Libra rising and my moon is in Gemini. She's an air lady. That's why. 
I like that. We love it. But like just enough of that Virgo too. Yeah. Like it keeps the chaos organized. It does. It's like it's a great listen. It's a great chart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not just saying that because we love a Libra. Yeah, we do. We do. We love a Libra. No, that is good. We haven't had. I am realizing in my life. I always forget like who the Virgos are, but then didn't we la- like earlier this season have a bunch of Virgos on? Yeah, I think because so. I kept being like Beyonce's a Virgo. Like that's yes. the only yeah, that's thing the that only come one. out of my mouth. And I'm she a fake does. Virgo. I feel like mine is so only in Libra. my in my workplace in my yes. life yes. organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could see anything that's not on camera, you would be like, that's not a Virgo. <laughs> she lies. Sure it's chaos in here. I'll tell you. My life is uh, organized chaos. I, I'd say yeah. that's accurate. My uh, my best friend Jeremiah, uh, his mom asked about my big three yesterday for some reason. She was just like, "What's oh. Taylor's chart?" And he told her, and she goes, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "Yeah, she's absolutely uh, psychotic, but yeah. she's she's very structured about the whole thing. So yeah. it works." <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's so that's pretty true. <gasps> that's the see that's the opposite of like most people joke about you know hey mom can you tell me when I was born and then she says like run his mom asked I don't know her but I love her yeah she's great her. Debbie Debbie nice lady <sighs> what can I say I'm biased to an air sign though so mm-hmm. I'm all fire so I love air it's a good match yes mm. My grandmother used to like take classes in the seventies on astrology. That's so cool. Which I was like, that's, that's crazy. So cool. Yeah. We found some books that she had like um oh. in her house, like recently yeah. when she passed. We went through and I was like, What? And my dad told me that, you know, that's something she was passionate about. So that's kind of crazy. Very cool. Yeah. That's so you're a witch. Yeah. I was born into the witchhood. Uh, you were. <laughs> Yeah. Psych, my dad was adopted, so I don't know if it's in the lineage or not. Oh, man. All the cool things are torn away from me. I just... (laughs) Bummer. I think the vibes... I think it's nature versus nurture. I think there's still some nurture in there. Which nurture? It goes in. It goes in. It applies. Yeah, it's magic. It... It's literally magic. It's literally it magic. We're no longer in spooky season. We're going into, I guess, Thanksgiving season. I don't really love Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love the Macy's Day Parade. Ooh. That's fair. I love the dog show, but not not a turkey girl. Not a turkey girl. I like ham. I'm a ham. I love ham. I'm just going to say it. I'm a ham girl on Thanksgiving. Yes. Say it louder. I like ham. I like ham. Say it. Exactly. I don't trust people who prefer turkey. You know what I mean? Why? It's a choice. Tell us you like bland things. Right. Tell us you're afraid of pepper. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Say it. Say it with your chest. Proudly. I'm a side dish queen, though. I do like yeah. the side dishes of Thanksgiving, of course. Okay, fine. Sure. and taters and gravy and we rolls. Were, we were in a stuffing family growing up. You know, we weren't either, but in my adult life, I've grown fond of a box me, stuffing. Me too. And I'm like, why didn't we do this? 
Yeah. Yeah. Why? And like, you don't have to put it in the turkey like a weirdo. You can just no, make right. it on the side. Yes. To mix yeah. with it's your actually other better. Sides. Yeah. I don't like it when you make it weird and soggy. Not to be no. weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. no. I don't want anything inside that turkey. I don't want anything. In- I, if it's been inside that turkey, I don't want it. Personally. I just, do you guys remember in about, I couldn't tell you what year, 2009? That's, that's my guess. Turducken was a big thing on the, in, the, in the world. Thing. Mm-hmm. A big thing. Very popular. Um, I'm going to tell you something. My, Ron, my father, Ron, he he told my mom he said he wants a turducken and my mom bless her was like okay and i had to help uh i don't know how the other siblings didn't get involved but you have to put a chicken inside of a duck inside of a turkey and inside of the chicken you put sausage why are we mixing so many meats first of all i don't like that thought like i don't even like bacon on a cheeseburger no yeah there's sausage in it Yo, the stuff, it was disgusting. I have, no, and you have to like shake the turkey by its legs to get it to like sink in. You got to cut it open. Like it was graphic. Okay. I was <laughs> you, too young for this. <laughs> you cut it. Do you cook it? Like, is it all raw together? And then you cook it all raw and it cooks all the way through? If I remember correctly. Well, first of all, it took 10 years to cook. Yeah. Right. I think you cook the smaller birds slightly. Okay. I don't like that. Like, before and you sew it. Ugh. You sew oh. it. God, I have flashbacks. I, like, yeah. I don't know how you did that. Oh. It was bad. And I remember my dad ate it once, no leftovers. Like, that's a lot of food to go to waste. I hated it. Oh. It was gross. Oh. That, that was... was like, that had a chokehold on America. It did. For a minute. Ooh. The Turducken. America loves know. big food that wastes. Yes. Yeah. How can we, we be do. most wasteful in this moment? That's the real. Yeah. Oh, something I'll never do for Thanksgiving, yeah. though, is deep fried turkey, because that scares me so bad. Right? Who would have thought so many people like get injured doing that? Right. They go Every to the hospital, like, fire yeah. departments. Have you seen yeah. that? Like they'll have buckets yes. of, of that of grease. And they just drop the turkey in. And, like, that grease goes over onto the fire. That's a, that's a grease that is fire. Like, yeah, that's your, you've, <laughs> do that's, you know what you've done? <laughs> <laughs> can't put water on that bad boy. Right. So that's the key rule. I think yeah. you flour, I guess, if you're home and you don't have a. I would hope you'd have a. What's the, what's. An extinguisher. Thing? There we go. I was. I was like, it's not a fire torch. <laughs> but that's <laughs> no, the, the only thing in my head. Opposite. <laughs> Make it bigger. <laughs> I lived, when I lived in Brooklyn, I was, I lived in a four bedroom apartment on the second floor. Okay. Of like a, it was like a, one of those brownstones they turned into an apartment. Yes. Complex. Oh. And myself and two of my roommates were all hanging out in my bedroom on one side of the house, on the front half of the house. And, and one of them was like, oh, I'm rendering something. I'm going to go check it out. And they go in the, into the, the back side of the house and they start screaming and their computer had caught on fire. Don't know how that happened, but it caught on fire, like full flames. So they were like, get an extinguisher. Well, our building at the time wasn't up to code. So it didn't have an extinguisher in the lobby. Like we didn't have one. I don't know why that was, I, I'll tell you from now on, I have one at all times, yeah. but we didn't have one. So I ran outside 
And I'm like looking around and I see my neighbor Paris and his cousins. And I was like, Paris, you need to help me. Like we've got a fire upstairs. Does anyone have an extinguisher? And his cousin Casino looks at me and he goes, I got one in my trunk, walks over to his trunk. He hands it to me and he doesn't let go. And he goes, don't use it all. Don't think you can save those things. So I said, okay, Ed. <laughs> went upstairs. We put out the fire. The, the, like the, the fireman had to come because the whole apartment was full of smoke. Yeah. But long story short, when you move into a place, make sure they have a fire extinguisher or get your own. Yeah. Because, oh my oh gosh, my I was like, we could have gone down, man. Yeah. And thank God they went to check. And thank God like, Casino had one. Why did he yeah. have one in his trunk? Why? Did he start this fire? <laughs> Don't use it all. Sir. I, I've never experienced like a fire in that way. Every fire that has been accidental or whatever has been very tame and like handled well. So I've never had to like get an extinguisher or anything crazy like that. But we don't knock on wood. I don't know if our smoke alarms work. Ours don't. I ripped them down. They kept ben chirping. Ben the other day, that's what Ben said. He said one of them kept chirping and he said, I took it down. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Put a new battery in that. I tried. It didn't work. That's so funny. I did. I was Ben. And the other day it was beeping. Or This was a couple months ago, actually. And I pulled it down. And literally a few weeks ago, and it's like, what is this? I go, it's the fire, the fire alarm. And he's like, why is this not up? I go, I don't know. There's like two more in the house. Do we really, do we need to put that one up? Lost his mind. Had immediately it was put up. He was like, are you insane? He's like, if your father found, oh no. Dad, I'm dad. sorry. It, it, dad, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, it's all fine now. <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. It's fine now. Emmett took care of it. Thank God, <laughs> thank God for men, you know? Thank God. Oh, thank Doing God. Doing things we can't do. Jesus. How am I... I can't be expected to do such things. I'm just a girl, you know? No. My mom gets so mad. Yeah. My mom gets so mad because I'll be like, I don't take the garbage out and I do not pick up the dog poop. And my mom's like, is this 1950? I go, I literally, it's two things that I will not do. I was like, I do everything out. I mean, he he does stuff yeah, too. Yeah. But I'm like, those are the two things I refuse to do. She's like, I think, I'm like, he can't clean up dog shit in the house. Or like when she throws up, like his, the sense of smell in the, in, like in the home, he can't do it. But outside he can like pick it up. I think cause he just dry heaves the whole time and I just am not there. So I don't know what's He'll happening. He'll get past it. Yeah. He gets first, past it it's outside. His it's his first baby. He didn't even like dogs before we got her. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys started fostering, then he suddenly liked I, dogs. Yeah, we fought. Our first foster was a husky, and we ended up having her for like three and a half months, and I and that broke his heart. I was like, "You don't even fucking like dogs. How do you, how do you fall in love with this dog and then get so upset that?" Because I I'm like, "We can't adopt a husky. It's so much hair and shedding, and like I'm like, we can't. I'm like, this is literally the only dog that we could have fostered that we we wouldn't have been able to adopt, and so we didn't. And then we fostered like two more, and then he was like, I actually don't think I can do it again. We have to like get a dog. I can't give up another dog. And I was like, who knew? Who knew you were going to be the soft one out of us? Fostering animals is hard. I mean, I imagine takes, kids oh. is the same way of mm -hmm. like you grow to love them and then you have to just like release them. But it's hard. I mean, I'm a dog person. I love dogs. And like my, we grew up with dogs and my childhood dogs is in Colorado with my parents. Yeah. So I feel like every time I leave, 
Frick, man, what if this is the last time? Yeah. yeah. I can't call him. I can't right. FaceTime him. He, he doesn't right. see me. He doesn't get screen. it. Yeah. Well, oh, we had to, I went with my mom to put our childhood dog down. And I said, ever since then, no dog. It doesn't matter. I could foster any dog forever. I could give up any dog after doing that. That is the worst thing to do is, oh, and it's true. Like we got him when I was in first grade and it was my freshman year of uh, college. So I, he got me all the way through high school mm-hmm. and freshman year of college. We had to put him down second semester. Awful. Absolutely awful. And then I get this dog. We go to the same vet. She has fucking ringworm and they put you in the rooms. They put the dogs down in. So I, because it's like off in the corner or whatever. It's like the quarantine room. So I'm sitting in one of the rooms with my brand new puppy. And I'm like, oh, we put my childhood dog down in this room. Oh, that's fun. And I'm like, I'd like to get out of here. <laughs> oh, no, man. That's trauma. That is <laughs> that's trauma. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So that was fun. It was a good Last time. December, my my little dog, or one of our childhood dogs, Boo Boo, she was on her way out. We knew it was yeah. coming, so it wasn't Tough. as hard, thankfully, because it wasn't yes. like an out of the blue thing. Um, and I have there's four kids in my family. I'm one of four, and nobody wanted to go with my dad, obviously, to yeah. put her down. And I was like, well, he can't go by himself. That's dark. Yeah. I, I'll go with him. I'll I'll do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And they had a jar of Hershey's Kisses, and it said goodbye kisses. And their whole thing was like, a dog shouldn't live life without trying chocolate. So I'm holding her. My dad gave her six. Six Hershey Kisses. She weighs maybe seven pounds at this point. Oh She's my gone already, Dad. She do, no. <laughs> they, they put the IV in. They give them two medications. One is to yes. relax. The other is to pass. Yeah. The relaxing one took her out. And I think it might have been the Hershey Kisses. <laughs> I think it might have done it. The six Hershey Kisses. Yeah. yeah. Oh my oh. god. Sweet Boo Boo. She had a good. She had a good send off. You know. Yeah. She sure did. She did. <laughs> she was a party animal at the end. Good for her. That's so cute. That's such a good. Goodbye, that's very cute. Great. Mhm. Devastating. That is devastating. You said goodbye kisses, and I like immediately. I'm like, oh god, don't cry on this podcast. I've not done it yet. <laughs> Have I? I might have. Your mom <laughs> almost broke you. That's true. That's you true. shut it down real fast. You were like, yeah, we're done. Like, yeah. Let's cut <laughs> that shit out. Move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, dogs. Ugh. I know I was looking at, I was at a party yesterday and you tell someone, I have a great Dean. And they go, you know, they're not going to live long. Literally happened again last night, Maddie. And I, so they say, you know, they're not going to live very long. I go, I'm hoping for four years. I don't want her any longer than four years. And they're like, oh, that's horrible to say. I go, what did you just say to me? Yeah, you just I literally me was like, you just is... told me my puppy's going to die soon. So I'm going to tell you that I hope she does. Because what else do you say back to that? What else do you want from me? Right. I'm like, why? Do you... Just be nice. Don't say that. It's literally that or they go, they'll ruin your furniture. I'm like, yeah, it's an animal. Well, it's a massive animal. <laughs> God. People don't People... know what to say. No, the audacity of what people say is every day that a level gets higher where I'm just shocked yeah. <laughs> out of pocket. These people just saying yes. things where I'm like, do you were you raised? That's just the question. 
Yeah. Were you raised? Not by were who? You were you? <laughs> were you? Because it seems as though you were not. They just threw you out, and here you are. Here we here are. Here you are. No, seriously. Yeah, it is kind of crazy sometimes. I'm trying to think if I've said anything out of pocket recently that I should be reined in for. I was on the stream, and Maddie's been busy, so I've been on by myself. Never good. Because me live on the internet with hot topics happening, not smart. And I need Maddie to be like, hey, uh, 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 so if we talk about Taylor Swift, <laughs> then we get right off of it and it's good. I literally on the stream today was just like, so uh, I guess I'm like scrolling the news, like just, like to share certain articles and stuff. And something came up and I go, oh, Maddie wouldn't let me talk about that. And I just kept going. <laughs> this is needed. <laughs> I sometimes talk about things we should. She gets wild about too. About. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have to. It's a fun time. But sometimes you have to talk about things that aren't talked about. The untalkable thing, of course. The yes. unspeakable bits. What's the art you enjoy to consume? Um, Fleabag. I think mm. comes first to my list because that was like such a shocking and inspiring thing for me that when I ran into it in my life. Yep. Um inspired me to write a one-woman show which is so dramatic excuse me um but and it ended up you know I made money off of it I did well mm -hmm. I did a fringe festival with it so that was something that like that piece like I was like fuck this show's so good dude like, yeah season one season two 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 yeah loved that um cheaper by the dozen too we don't talk about it enough we don't talk about it enough I love that, that you brought one this of my up. top three Top three movies. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now. You but should. Yeah. It's so good. You got it Eugene is. Levy. It's so, so good. It's so good. That is. I Man, mean, you're right. That is a really good movie. I always the say cat. that was an awakening for me. Yeah. Allison Stoner and Taylor Lautner in a relationship was a lot for me. Confusing. Definitely confusing. I went. Yeah. You said. Porque no lost dose. Mm. <laughs> See. See, I like both of them. What if I sat between you two? <laughs> hey, if I could just get right in between there. Great movie though. Like we used to take road trips with like we each got a little portable DVD player and like you could bring three movies. There wasn't room oh, for yeah. more apparently. Right, of course. Cabin. My three. Two by the dozen two. <laughs> Mama Mia. Oh. Of course. And Hairspray. Here she is. She said, with I'm Zach a musical girly. She was, she knew no other music. She knew Journey, the Beatles, and the show tunes. And then I remember I was like 14, 13 maybe, someone like showed me other music. And I was like, there can be beats that like don't, aren't made from xylophones in <laughs> Right? What is this? No way. What is this? Is this legal? You've just been listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it changed my life. Changed my oh. life turning 13 or 14, whatever it was. Yeah. So funny. Gosh. I'm trying to think. Oh, United States of Terra. Have you seen that oh, show? Oh, yes. No. It's great. Oh, my God. It's uh, Tony, uh, not, Tony yeah. Collette. Mm -hmm. She and, nice. oh, my God, my husband, John Corbett. He's in mm -hmm. Sex and the City, if you know him. Or My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He's also yes. in that. Yes. Um, She's got oh, multiple yes. personality disorder. Mm -hmm. and, and Brie Larson's her daughter. Yes, 
cast. And Viola Davis is in it. It's a good cast. Like, it's yeah. very, it's a great show. Oh, my God. I loved that show. Oh, it's one of those ones for me where you, like, you're not watching it. You're thinking about it where you're like, what are the characters up to? Yes. Yeah. What are they doing? Oh, like yeah, that. Hannah watches. We had a discussion recently um, about how shows with three seasons are like often superior shows. They caught them when they're. That's I yeah. don't watch shows. Or like less than. Yeah. Yeah, but. I say three seasons. That's those are the best. I'll watch the fourth to put it in the ground, and I won't watch any other season afterwards because I just think they get too crazy like most of the time, and they like lose the plot a lot of the time. And I'm like, this is. Emmett made me watch the show Search Party, I think. Yes. Which was so funny. Like, the first season or two, I was like, I love this. And then it once she gets, like, kidnapped into the one room with the guy or whatever, I was like, this is too intense. I don't like when things go wrong too much. Yeah. When it's things go wrong comedy, it, like, hurts my soul. I'm too soft for it. I need I need different <laughs> types of comedy. We watched Emmett had never seen Funny Farm, so I turned Funny mm. Farm on, and I and he's like, "Do you like this movie?" I go, "Absolutely not." I was like, "It's the humor where just things constantly go wrong, and it just makes me feel bad for the characters, and then I just want to help them." <laughs> I have a hard time with that and like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Uh huh. So like I get the office queasy. is like, not for you. No, I did well with the office, but like oh. I can't watch. Um, it's always sunny. Mm. No. Absolutely not. Do you like um? What's the show, Maddie, that I don't like with the guy? I think you should leave. I think you should leave. That movie puts me in a physical reaction, a negatively physical reaction. (laughs) Yes. He is. I I can understand that. He is a lot. I don't mind it, but it's not my favorite. Like I like John Early and Kate Berlant's show. Yeah. Did you see where they pay with everything with hot karma? Yeah. Like that's funny to me. He's, I don't know. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, ben, I mean, it took him a minute to get somewhat into, I think you should leave. And even then, like, he's still not into it the way I am. And I know people, like, they just sit and they're watching and they're, no. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I will say, because we watched it when you came and visited, right? We did, because the new I, season had just dropped, and I watched yeah. it, but Emmett hadn't gotten through it yet, so I was like, turn it on. Yeah, and I actually was like, all right, now that I've seen enough and I've, like, resigned to yeah. the fact that I have to watch this, I'm like, okay, it is funny. I will not get past the Eric Andre show. I cannot watch that. <laughs> Emmett made me watch that for hours, and I'm like, Emmett, I will never watch this again. This one I can't, can't do, but I think yeah. you should leave is okay. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. We'll take it. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I, um, yeah, man, that cringy kind of comedy is hit or miss for people. Yeah, it is. Even on like TikTok, like there's a fine line for people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I was just going to say, I keep turning on, um, like the first few seasons of Modern Family Mm. because it's like, you don't have to pay attention really, but like when because I'll be like packing and stuff and when I go to like watch like you're like doing stuff and then you look up no matter at what time you look up you can watch for two minutes there will be a joke and it'll be an intelligent funny like you'll almost miss it kind of joke Mm -hmm. those are 
it's so smartly written, at least for sure in the beginning. I don't, again, I really am bad about watching late episodes, so I can't, yeah. but, like, the first few seasons are so fucking funny. So and I'm good. like, this is so well written. And, like, I will watch it with Emmett, and it'll happen, something will happen, and I'll laugh, and I'll pause it, and I'll go, did you get that? And I'll be like, no. And then I'll explain it, and then I'll go back, and we'll watch it again. And, and then you'll watch it. see why it's funny? <laughs> Do you get it now? God, that is me. I'll just like yeah. sit and try to point things out to Ben, who's not yes. watching whatever we're watching, and I'm not like, at all. <laughs> "Let me now explain the whole 20 minutes of the episode leading up to this and why it's relevant." Yes, I need you to laugh like I did. There's another movie I watched recently that yeah. I thought of that I that I think is amazing mm-hmm. that people aren't really talking about. Um, it's called The Year Between. Um, Steve Buscemi's in it. Yes. Oh, I love um, Steve. Oh, Emmett loves Steve. We would watch this. It's, well, it's interesting because you'll have, it depends on who you are, what kind of reaction I think you'd have to it. Yes. My best, this my is, best friend Jacqueline and I oh, watched it. So is this, this is what I thought. This is the one, Hannah. This so is the this bipolar is one, by, isn't it? Yes. About yeah. someone who went to our college and dropped yeah. out of our school. This one hits And then lit. wrote this. And so th- when they're talking about like not getting into like going to Western and dropping out and da da, I watched this and screen recorded and sent it to Hannah and I was like, is this play about us? Yeah, I can't <laughs> like. And she told me she's like, it's literally about someone that's bipolar that went to Western. And I said, I don't know if I can watch this yet, but that's I should watch so this. So it's I'm good. It's yeah. so. so good. I mean, my friend Jacqueline is not bipolar. I'm bipolar. So I wanted to watch it to just mm-hmm. see if I could relate yeah. to it. And at the time in my life that I was watching it, I was relating heavily to yes. a lot of the things she was experiencing. I was sobbing the whole time, just yeah. crying and laughing, mm-hmm. but crying consistently. The whole time. My friend Jacqueline was just laughing. She was like, what the fuck is going on with you? <laughs> I know. Like, you don't get it, man. Yeah. Don't get it. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, it's one of those movies where I was like, oh, I'm going to cry the whole time. And I got to be in the mood to cry the whole time. So I had it. This is one that when I have my manic episode at 3 a.m., I should just turn this on. hundred percent. Instead. Uh, instead of turning Harry Potter on for the hundredth and fiftieth time that oh. week, I should just watch this. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause, it's a great movie. Cause she did. Sorry. The person who wrote it has mm-hmm. bipolar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that it always that people with the thing that you have always just get it right sometimes. And you're just like, Jesus, <laughs> it's just like down to the I don't know. She had a I was living with my parents. I was staying with them. I was having some health stuff. So I was back in Colorado and in her, the movie, she goes back and stays with her parents, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the one light fixture she has in her room is this plugged in Christmas decoration. That's a snowman. Yeah. And I remember my friend Jacqueline turning to me and she goes, isn't the one thing in the basement, because I was saying in the basement, was a Christmas tree, like a little Gerber baby no. Christmas tree. Yes. I said, where's the hidden cameras? Where is Ashley right. Kutcher? Yeah. I someone... Do you have, you don't have to tell me, do you have bipolar one or two? I got the second one. Well, I was misdiagnosed. I was misdiagnosed. So Were you? That was complicated. Yes. <laughs> Yes, let me tell you, it's yeah. long story short, mm-hmm. I I had been diagnosed with anxiety and depression since I was six. Mm-hmm. So they were just thinking that's what I was rocking mm-hmm. with for a while. Yeah. Um, that was not true, <laughs> it, it, it clearly, um, but I was medicated for the mm-hmm. last 20 years for anxiety, depression, and OCD. 
well in a whirlwind of events in the last i uh, let's say the last two years i, I went through um ketamine and tms therapy twice oh. but after the first session like the first two or three month session that it took um it triggered a manic episode yeah yeah and nobody yeah. knew uh -huh. well nobody knew because it, it works for bipolar two people but if you have bipolar yeah. one you're not supposed to do yeah. that apparently my god mm -hmm. well i didn't know and they didn't know yeah. because i hadn't had a real manic episode i had but they didn't know you know what i mean right yes <laughs> i went off the deep end dog yeah. i went yes. hard yeah and it wasn't until about three three or four months ago that i got my medication correct my oh. body correct and this has been oh. since i was six like i've been trying to get this in yeah. order yeah and for the first time in my whole life i'm like wow oh. i feel pretty this, in control right now yeah. crazy? Is this oh, how it's supposed so to feel <laughs> oh i'm so happy for you i'm so Thank happy you. for you that's awesome that is so awesome i had a nobody knew anything was wrong and then like the pandemic hit and i was buying a house and i was like I'm supposed to be happy right now and I'm not happy at all. Like I don't, you know, feel happy. So I went to the doctor and they're like, oh, we'll throw you on antidepressants. Whatever antidepressant I was on threw me into a manic episode, but I went to a general physician instead of a psychiatrist. They didn't know what was going on. So I kept saying, I'm so depressed. And they kept upping the medicine that kept throwing me into a farther manic. It was like a, dyst I don't remember what she calls it, but it's like a, it's not a quite, yeah, dystopic mania because it was depression too. So I was like out of my mind depressed, but so like I couldn't get out of bed to like, I would, my boyfriend would have to come and I'd be like, I have to pee. And he'd be like, okay, get out of bed. And I'm like, I can't move my legs. Like he would have to move my legs and I would be sobbing the whole time. And I'm like, this is, you're out of your mind. And finally I talked to a psychiatrist and I told her like the first appointment, I'm sobbing. I'm like, I feel so crazy and I can't fix it. And she goes, what are you on? And I'm telling her, she's like, cause they also had me on 40 milligrams of Adderall. She goes, she goes, how are you? I was like, she goes, I'm taking you off this, 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 and this, we're putting you on this. And it, she saved my life truly. Wow. Cause like it was, I was, I unhinged isn't even the word for it. I, no, I, I can't even. Yeah. And it's good for you. I'm happy I, for you. And I remember when she finally put me on meds, I was like, is this what the fuck people are like? Nor like, is this normal? Mm -hmm. You just like, I'm like, I have been fighting a psychotic person for so long and had right. no idea, no idea. And like in college, I used to walk around and tell like my roommate, I'd be like, don't you feel like we're in a stimulation, like a simulation? You don't like, you're not here, right? You're like probably in a coma and you'll wake up someday. And she's like, no. I'm like, evidently that was me just disassociated for like years and had no mm -hmm. idea. Like it has been a wild, I, I would say 20, 2021, 2021, I almost off myself. So we've come back from that. So the past few years have been much better so I like I feel for you so deeply I'm so happy that you it is so much nicer likewise dude I mean I uh, get it I was right? on a, this from last January until May this year I was on mm -hmm. the wrong medicine and it mm -hmm. was a new medicine that supposedly had had zero side effects in the clinical trials well here you are and <laughs> Let me tell you, that was a lie. Because I'm one in seven billion. Crazier. I, yeah, right, dude. Mm -hmm. And they kept upping it. It was the same thing. Yeah. Like I would yes. go in and I'd be like, 
I feel like I'm going to die. Like, yes. What do you mean by yes. that? I'm like, no, like, I just feel like I'm going to die. Like, that's how yes. ill I am. And how yes. detached yes. my brain is. I'm yes. going to die. Yes. Now we'll double it. Right. You're, you're at such a high dose that you need to take a month to get off yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you, are, I, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I took the time and I, I found a new doctor and I went, I went somewhere and I was like, yeah. I need to get off this medicine. I need yes. you to help me. I don't feel yes. safe. Yes. And then they I slowly took me off one and put me on the mm-hmm. one I'm on now. And now I'm like, okay, I, nobody, nobody moved the room too right, much. I don't want to right. take a break. Yes. Yeah. I know it. Um, yeah, I, I 100% should have been hospitalized there. I should, I, that was, I will never do that again. That was so dangerous to my, like to myself only, you know, I was never a danger to others, but danger to myself was mm-hmm. out of control and I should not have been in public ever. And that, that bipolar is the, it is very complicated and, uh, did you watch the Selena Gomez documentary? I have not. Don't. Okay. Because, because the whole thing is like yeah. my mind, whatever the title is, is like my mind, my body. There's nothing. She doesn't talk about anything really. She like vaguely goes over how she kind of went somewhere for a little. And like the rest of it is like, she was helping people in Africa and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, this is not what I wanted to see. I'm like, I want to like, I thought this was going to be like a you're sharing how your journey was and it was not anything. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is just, and here's the thing. It is such a personal experience to go through. And I can't even imagine like trying to like film that and put that out for the world to see. Cause it's so like sensitive material, Mm -hmm. but like just, just say it was your documentary and that you vaguely touch on mental illness. Cause I thought it was going to be like about her and like, you know, relatable in that way. And I'm like, all we have is Kanye. I'm like, can't we have fucking some, like something that's like nice. Yeah. (laughs) Just something for a little more context, honestly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like put a person behind like this disorder or whatever it is. Um, because like, I can't even. We got tell a bad you, rap like, going right we now. Have yeah, we got a bad rap. rap. We have a bad it's not rap. Not looking it's good. Real, and it makes me terrified for having it. Yeah. Like I'm like, this is my future. Is like, there's nobody. I'm like, I find out Vincent Van Gogh was bipolar. Like he oh, bipolar awareness day is his birthday or whatever. I'm like, he cut his ear off. I'm like, can't we have <laughs> like a hero? Like, God bless these people. And like, I can't even imagine. You're the hero, I'm like, baby. I, like, it's gotta be know. us, man. It's gotta I, be it us. It has to be. You get to be bipolar one, and I get to be bipolar two. Exactly. There's we'll room for both of us. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's no, so, it's. I'll tell I you though, say, like the diagnosis saved my life. Oh, yeah. so just hearing the words, yes. I was like, everything like, makes sense oh, now. Yes. I'm like, that's I'm why. I, I literally, exactly. I had to tell my friend the other day. I go, you have to understand. Like, if you ask me about something that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. there's, I hit a point and I can't stop myself and I am excited and I'm passionate and I'm talking and I'm loud and it, I just hit a point and that's it. And that's how I am. And you have to accept it or we just can't be friends. Cause I yeah. can't like, at some point I'm like, I don't do it all the time. I'm not like, you know, where I think you said something earlier where you're like, you can't make your, like, it can't be other people's problem, you know? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. I was like, 
if you ask me about how I feel about Elon Musk, it's going to get loud because it's going to get loud. (laughs) But I will say while we're talking about this, because I think this saved my life 100%. My one friend called me and he goes, I know you're dealing with a lot of mental health stuff right now. And I know you're on medicine. I'm calling you to tell you my uncle just killed himself and they think it's because of the medicine he was on. He goes, so you need to be careful because the medicine is like, they're saying they're like, it's the medicine. It's not even the disorder that you have. It's the medicine you're on. And I remember just clinging to that where I was like, it's, you just have to hang in there until you get the medicine you're supposed to be on because it's just the medicine making you this crazy. Like I know it, like you don't want to do these things. It's just this medicine you're on. And I like leaned on that because otherwise, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's your own brain. The only thing you know and love in life telling you to do these things that you would never do. Well, no one else can hear it and no one else can see it. So it's like an invisible Mm -hmm. illness. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it, it truly is like it dictates absolutely everything yes. that you do and you operate. And like when I was on, I'm going to call it out because fuck that medicine. Braywar, when I was on Braywar, fuck, it out. fuck them. She, she told me, you know, uh, you'll have no side effects. You'll have no side effects. Well, I had side effects for months and months and months. And then on Easter, I had two glasses of wine. Hadn't drank months yep right that's she blamed it on the alcohol which absolutely alcohol yeah yeah. antipsychotics you don't do that no I didn't know that you should probably tell me when I started medicine not to do that right so that's a a huge reason I got sober from alcohol yeah Yeah, that's why I really I take medicine we don't want to fuck with this Mm -hmm. I put too much time and money into getting this a little bit normal to like yes yeah Yeah. you know that's that's I think yeah that's where I'm at is I don't drink I finally they took a couple months ago my new my new psychiatrist was like I don't really like that you're on aeropropozole I think it's Abilify and she goes I think we should probably take you off Abilify and I go girly that's an antipsychotic what is going to keep me from being an antipsychotic then? <laughs> I loved Abilify. I was on that for right? a minute. That's what I was on and for a while, but you. Yeah, I don't I'm... know why I stopped that one, but I yeah. liked that. Yeah, I was living life, but she took me off it, and it. I really don't feel like it was doing too much of anything except for messing my point, sleep up. Yeah. yeah, it was messing. I think I had leveled out enough that now it was just messing with my sleep, so she took it off because evidently sleep is like the other thing that's like so important for people with bipolar for regulating Apparently. things and Let i'm like <laughs> oh my god it no like and i i feel like on a day-to-day basis i'm a pretty um functioning human like yeah. i can socialize yeah. i'm pretty yep. chill my job gets to the point where i'm working 16 hour days mm-hmm. 13 days in a row yeah you know, yeah. not going home in between yeah. shifts. And I didn't experience being on a medication that was correct in and doing that like intensity until August. Mm-hmm. Um, here to report, I was still cr- crazy. I was still right. feeling absolutely psychotic, but it felt a little bit more like um, my little bipolar monster was in a little cage, mm-hmm. and the yes, cage is yes. my Latuda, and the yes. Latuda is like holding him in there. Yes. But I could see him wiggling around and I could yes. feel it. Like, yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? I could see <laughs> yes. it. I could feel it. I yeah. know it's there, but I somehow have control over it in this moment. We, I, Maddie, when Maddie moved across the country, I flew with, I flew to her and then we drove the U-Haul to LA. And 
I hadn't looked at my medicine and I had run out of my antipsychotic either the day I flew to her so that this like, and I had to wait then for us to get to LA to go pick up medicine and LA, I had to get it flown or called in there. So I didn't have an antipsychotic for like four or five days. And let me tell you, that girl was doing some wild shit that no one was aware of. <laughs> like she was on her phone just being reckless and it's yeah. like out of control. And I remember like, I had taken the medicine like two, like I'd finally taken it. It was like two or three days later. And I go, and oh. you really don't, you really don't have control of yourself sometimes. It really <laughs> isn't you. It's crazy. Um, it's, it's wild. But like when it's your perception, like it's your yes. everyday. So we don't realize, like, I didn't yeah. know I was in a manic episode until seven yes. months into the manic episode. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, I spent $10,000. Yes. Taylor. <laughs> Mm. With that. Money, <laughs> money and men are two things with mania that I can't mm -mm. don't look at me no uh, yes yes no but I actually am grateful and I think this I, I attribute this to therapy and psychiatry I've been able to find trigger signs for when I'm manic and my friends yeah. know them that's yeah mm -hmm. I that's have key. to tell my community like they have yeah. to like I'm yeah, like, if yeah. I get Snapchat, take my phone. If right. I wear a denim skirt, call my mom. Like, there yeah. are signals. There will be signs. Yeah. Know yourself, 100%. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I literally, there was this TikTok the other day where this woman was like, because I, I don't get to hit mania as often. I'm more of that depressive. So and I'm um, sorry about that, because the mania is the what fun about part. Her? Yeah. Right. Well, that's the whole thing is my psychiatrist was like, you have bipolar depression. I go, oh, okay. And she goes, so when you get mania, the kind you get is not the fun kind. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, it just like you, you get just extra, extra badly depressed. You're just out of your mind. Like I was so depressed, but like 3am would happen and I was painting my house. Like I was inside just painting my house because I'd wake up. So I was like out of my mind, but like I couldn't shower. It was, it just... That was a very, yes, very and difficult I, I time. relate to that. They used to call it yeah. dysthymia. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was diagnosed with that. And yeah. then I had my first manic episode and they were like, oh. oh. But I do yeah. believe my mania was triggered by like COVID. Yeah. That was my first, like, and it was alcohol mm -hmm. induced, I think as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on the wrong medication, having mm -hmm. alcohol, being trapped in a place that I yes. had no autonomy. Right. Everyone I feel like who had bipolar disorder popped the fuck off. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Yes. Of course. That's why I was like, you're telling me. Okay. And then, so I find out I have bipolar. It's a fresh diagnosis. My friend goes to the doctor and they put her on an antidepressant. And the first words to them that they say to her is, Hey, if you don't feel good in a week, you need to call because it might trigger a manic episode if you have bipolar and we don't know. I go, couldn't a fucking my doctor told me that? Nobody ever said that to me. So I was like, oh, I'm so happy that they said that to you or whatever. But then I had Jeez. to talk to her about it because like, I had to talk to her a couple days later because she kept talking about how she's so nervous that she was going to like, what if this triggers a manic episode? What if I'm bipolar? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, so you're talking about how terrified you are to have the disorder that I currently have to live with the rest of my life. I'm like, we can't talk about it this way. I'm like, I'd love to support you in any way, but you cannot actively tell me how terrified you are 
to have the thing that I'm currently having to deal with that I just fresh like it was like a very new diagnosis too. Yeah. I'm like that's really that's a tough one, girl. I'm like you gotta gotta really a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a little tough because it was like at that time everyone was like snapping. Yeah. And it was like bipolar was just in the news of like this, this horror, not that the like horrible things were happening. And you're just like, oh my and a God. Lot of like the shit that people do, they'll blame on, mm. oh, well, yes. he's bipolar. Like Kanye West, yes. none of his anti Semitism has anything to do with the fact no. that he's bipolar. Right. It has to do with right. the fact that he's a shit person. Right. Exactly. exactly. I'll tell you what, right. maybe him tweeting at four in the morning 17 times, maybe that's bipolar. It's a, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, he's okay. outing himself for his shitty opinions, but he didn't form shitty opinions because he's because, bipolar. He, yes. he, he, he is bipolar with shitty opinions. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Period. You're just exposing yourself. <laughs> oh my God. That's so true. <sighs> I've been spending like the last few months reframing what that means like to be mm-hmm. bipolar yes. and like I use I use humor completely like I'm, Obvi- I'm a comedic person obviously yes. and I you know told my dad about the year between the movie and I was like you gotta you gotta watch it and I told him I said I'm very lucky that my mania never um came out in the way of like kleptomania like I don't see yeah. it. I have I have too bad anxiety I can't do it I've never done it and I told my dad that and he goes yeah you don't steal you just pay for everything and I was like I do. You're right. Anything I want. And if I'm manic, I get it. Like it's, I get it. Yes. But but the reframe is that I, you know, I'm born with something where I have an immense amount of emotions. Like I just Mm -hmm. get to feel everything deeper. Yeah. That also means I get to feel happier than anybody else. Yes. You know, like when I have a good day, Mm -hmm. I have a better day than anybody else. Absolutely. Have you guys heard of Maria Bamford? Yes. I don't think Her so. Book, hold on. I literally am resting the phone on oh, it. Oh, here she is. This? Oh. Mm-hmm. Read it. Hannah, get this. I'm putting it up right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. She, she talks about mental illness, but she also yeah. talks about like 12-step programs and like she erases the stigma and like that's what I want out of a comedian. Yes, Neil, yes. Neil Brennan, you know Neil Brennan? Yeah. I think so. I actually do yes. know him. Yeah. He did this thing called Three Mics on Netflix mm-hmm. a few years ago and that's where I first heard of ketamine therapy. Yeah. Um and he talks about how he has drug resistant depression and I was like I have drug resistant brain too. Yeah. And I I just think the way that these comedians now in the last 5 10 years are just being honest, brutally honest yes. about illness is yeah. is going to alter the world. I believe that. 100%. What should we call it? Um, is it Taylor Tomlinson? Mm-hmm. Isn't doesn't she have bipolar? Isn't yeah. she didn't she just get Yeah. a late note a late night show, right? Mm-hmm. She's taking uh, James Corden's slot. Ooh, see, I'm like, that's hey, if you want to be our bipolar hero, go right ahead, girly. That's you go, yeah. girl. <laughs> you go, girl. I love that. Um, but yeah, that because I remember which the other thing I so also my sister has Down syndrome. So like I always joke that like when someone sees something with someone with Down syndrome, they send it to me. And I'm like, I've seen this a hundred times already. It's yeah. on my own for you page, like blah blah. But like when Taylor came out, Taylor Tomlinson with her comedian comedic whatever I can't speak comedy special on Netflix 
I can't even tell you how many people sent it to me. It was like the minute everybody found out I was bipolar, everyone was like, you should watch this comedian. And I was like, thank yeah. you. And she's I, me- yeah. she mentioned it for three minutes in her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was the whole thing or whatever, you know? It's not. It, well, similar to Selena Gomez's documentary. Yes. Three yes. minutes. It's the same thing when, like, you're the only gay one in the family. Yes. Like, for a long time, I was, like, the only, like, queer person in my family. So, it'd be like, oh, gay rights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. this? Gay like, rights. I saw at Target. It's, like, rainbow yes. socks. Like, yes. like, I don't wear that, but okay. No. Okay. I know, literally. And it's funny because I always have to be, like, they're thinking of you. They're trying to be not, you know what I mean? They're making a connection to you and they're being sweet and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, as long as you don't send me fucking Kanye West wild ass tweets and say, hey, remember you're bipolar too? I'm fine, you know? God. I think that's my oh. next play that I'm writing. I'm definitely, I've been working on a piece, mm-hmm. piece called uh, November or Shame and Laughter. It's a play yeah. and it's about being bipolar and dealing with grief. Like how do oh. those two things go hand in hand? Yeah. Oh. I'll well, let you know I'll when watch, it's done. I was going to say, I'll watch anything you do. Anything. You can be my bipolar hero. Someone's got Oh, to. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manny, I'm so sorry. I didn't know sh- I, that. I have sidetracked this whole conversation, and we were supposed to wrap this up years ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. We just I have, have fun. Extra. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ah! okay. Thank you so much. Um, This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being on. It was so nice meeting you. Oh, it's great meeting you. When are you coming to LA? When are we getting down? Let's deal. That's what I'm saying. I Soon. once I She's get out. Gonna... Hi everybody. Did you like the episode? Did I hype it up too much? How'd you feel? Was it good for you? Um That's what he said. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Taylor, for being on the podcast. I'm sorry that I come on so strong, but I think it oh, makes sense on. with the issues I have. Um, oh. <laughs> but anyway, what should we talk about? It's the outro. It's the outro. Any news? I don't know. Taylor Swift, I think, is back on the Eras tour. Yeah, I think so, right? South Maybe America, this... Argentina, I don't know, somewhere. Let's go, right? Good for her. I actually I do have something to talk about. Oh, you need to right now on your phone go to Instagram okay. and look up Ellie E L L Y Conway. What Have about you heard anything about this individual? One moment, I gotta look him up. And then look at the third post, like from the first post, the third one in. I think it's the third. And I'll explain while Maddie is looking. Um, I saw TikTok. And remember, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I think I said something to you about it a few, several weeks ago, maybe. There's a rumor that there's this book coming out that is written by someone famous that's a Mm. woman. And the rumor is that it might be a book by Taylor Swift. And so there's this author on Instagram named Ellie Conway that has this post that's like, a picture of maybe not the book cover, but like something vibes about it. And the name of the book is called Argyle and there's a cat on it. Let me look at it again. Oh Um, yeah. 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 You see, and there's like a bunch of stuff on it that is relating back to music videos. Like in one of the music videos, she has like a chalkboard in front of her 
and she it spelled like the way she points spells out Ellie E L L Y, and um obviously there's a cat on there that looks very similar to her mm-hmm. cat, and um I'm trying to think of what else. There's just again lots of points that are leading to a possible book being published by Taylor Swift, and I would just like it on the air that and. Also, the rumor was, like, there's a book and then a movie as well. Yeah. Wild. I don't know what that woman's doing. And I don't know how she keeps it such a secret. She's got NDAs everywhere. She has to. Gotta. It's gotta be just, you have to Wild. be anywhere near her. You're in jail if you say anything. Straight to prison. You have to. Because there's no way she can keep all of these secrets. Like, no. wilds. So, anyway, if she releases a book, you heard it here <sighs> first. Well, I hope that to be true. That'd be fun. Right? Wouldn't it? And I wonder, and it yeah. sounds, I can't remember what it says on that profile, but I, it might say fiction somewhere. Wait, is fiction? I think so. No, fiction's real. Is fiction real or fake? No, fake. Fake, that's what I thought. So um, that would just, it, that's just so interesting to me that she would branch into like a fictional book rather mm. than like, a regular autobiography. You know what I mean? She's like, let I me don't get know. creative. Yeah. Let's she, do it. You know? She did that a lot in like folklore and stuff. So I could see it's it. It's true. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but that's the news I had. That was the hot stuff I saw. The hot goss. Well, mm-hmm. I loved it. I hope to hear more about it. Yes. Um, anything exciting to share this weekend? Um, nothing too crazy. A lot of my friends and family have been born within this week and the next week. Mm. All Scorpio, right? Yeah. Yeah, all Scorpio. I didn't realize quite how many I had in my life until Interesting. two weeks. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, no, nothing else. It's that lull. It's that lull of time before Thanksgiving. Yep. In between. Yeah. How about you? Anything exciting this weekend? Not a whole lot. Yeah. It's just, I don't feel like people really plan a lot of stuff at this time because it's like, you know, the next several weeks you're with family and friends like every weekend, you know? Right. Yep. I feel that. So I think that's about everything. I know. I'm like, I don't think I have anything else to share with you. Fine people. I don't think so either. And honestly, I think the episode will be a little long, so it might be nice for Yeah, get you the hell out, out of here. Yeah, right? All right, kids. Go return to your life. Lives. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> and are you all caught up? I am all caught up. <laughs>